0: I thank you kindly for firing up the podcast system. That's Cast With Me, Podcast System. With me, Lovey. And yes, that is my real name. Every episode, I tackle something new in the world of politics, pop culture, race, and the lack of relations. Be sure to subscribe and enjoy every shady moment. Be hashtag blessed, y'all.
1: The
0: podcast system. As some people know, I'm a bit of a fitness fanatic, and I mean that in the best way possible. In 2011, I started my journey to get stronger and healthier. Along the way, I find myself being oddly judged, critiqued, and even shamed as a larger-sized woman at the time. When I took part in races and classes at the gym, people constantly had comments and suggestions, ways I could be successful, even though I already felt it. Today, I'm excited to bring on two black, beautiful, bodacious breakers of the fitness stereotypes, Nikia and Natasha. Nakia lives in Richmond, Virginia, where she is part of a wildly supportive running community. She coaches new walkers and runners in 5K, 8K, and 10K distances. Additionally, she serves as the president of the Richmond Road Runners Club, where she is also a race director. Nakia represents a myriad of amazing companies such as Noon, Pro Compression, Road ID, and SPI Belt. To date, she has completed over 23 half marathons, holy cow, and four fulls in the last five years. Her top accomplishments so far are running her first marathon with a severe sinus infection. That's horrible sounding. And PRing in the Chicago Marathon in 2018. We are definitely gonna have to talk about that. When she is not training for her next road race, she is a financial analyst for a quasi governmental agency an active volunteer for her beloved sorority, Alpha Sigma of Alpha. I'm not a sorority person, but I'm, I'm, I'm like trying to send that vibe of like, woo, sorority and stuff. <laughs> I went to school in Maine. And dog mom to a cute, basset beagle mix named Ranger. And also excited to welcome Natasha. She's the owner of her own fitness company. Aiken's Fitness. She specializes in restorative and rehabilitative wellness and holds credentials from USA Weightlifting, Yoga Alliance, and the Board of Nursing. Sakpa she is first-generation Haitian, born in the United States, originally raised in Manchester, New Hampshire. It's like we were meant to be together, but currently resides in Maryland. When she's not homeschooling, parenting, or running her business, you can find her in either her indoor or outdoor garden. No joke. Every time I look at a plant now, I'm like, what would Natasha do? (laughs) So I welcome you guys to this show. Nikia, Natasha, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be doing this with you guys. Oh, Natasha, it's so great to see you. Nikia. Likewise. Oh, so excited. Okay, so we're going to just try to go through a couple of things. And obviously, you guys are amazing women just off the bat. But athletically speaking, both of you are like superheroes in your arenas. Okay, because Nakia, I'll start with you. I have a rule that I will not run anything that has the word or title marathon in it. So if you call it a quarter marathon, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Like an eighth marathon. I'm not doing it. So it has to be named something different. So talk to me a little bit about when you started your journey running, like, have you always been a runner? What's a little bit of your background on that?
1: So I've not always been a runner and I actually had to kind of do some soul searching. If I was on a podcast, like maybe two or three years ago. And she was like, yeah, like I always knew you as an athlete. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. I played sports all through high school. Like, like, you just kind of forget those things, right? Um, but for those of you that are not seeing me, because this is a podcast, I'm a plus-size woman. So I, um, I'm i over 300 pounds. I've, I have very rarely dip below that number. But, you know, a lot of people would be like, oh, that's, that's outrageous. That's wild. Why would you run? Why would you do this? I have always had just weird goals. <laughs> like, there's always, like, goal orientation for me has just been almost the driving factor in, I would say, most of the things in my life. Um, So I started, I was watching some of my sorority sisters run the Blue Ridge Marathon back in college. Um, And I was like, I'm going to do that one day. Now, mind you, at this time, like I was, I was peak college student, you know, partying, uh, only really walking to get from one end of campus to the other, (laughs) you know. Occasionally, I would um, join a boot camp class, and that was big on my senior year. Like I, I, went to get up early, go to the boot camp class, lift weights, do the things. Um, but I really was never like anchored in fitness in my college years. And then I moved to Richmond, and I had trained. I'd seen this like you know, join the ten k training team, uh, and it's a big deal here. We have a race called the Monument Avenue ten k. And some of you might be like Monument Avenue. Yes, be Monument Avenue where our oh, yeah, uh, Robert E. Lee and his friends, well, mm. some of them, used to be, and now it's just Robert E. Lee and Arthur Ashe. Uh, so Yay, that, Arthur Ashe. That's a good combo. <laughs> uh, and so after doing that training team, and I wasn't very fast. I'm still not very fast, but I, I get there. That's my thing is that I'm going to finish. Like if I'm starting something, I'm at least get to the finish. I love that. So I ran it, had a blast, got to the end of my first six-mile run, and one of the, like, grumpy coaches, they loved me. All of them loved me, but the grumpy coach really loved me. <laughs> and he goes, I was like, I feel pretty good. He was like, you look like you can do six more. And I said, well, maybe I can. And then I signed, signed up for the um, half marathon that following fall. Stop it.
0: Uh, How do you go from your first race being a six-mile race, and then you're like, bet. Yeah. I'm gonna run a half marathon, and and, uh, and it's normal here. That's the
1: other weird thing. You have to be in a community where it's super like, oh, and then we're gonna we're gonna all get together for for six months in the fall, and um and then we're gonna run this race in November, and then we're gonna start all over again in January. It is Richmond is very like we live and die by that calendar, man. It's wild.
0: I think I think the southern accent will just convince you to do a lot of things that if you set up in new york people be like nah I'm not, doing that. I'm not doing that i love that so we're gonna we're gonna dip in a little bit more to keep with that so really you didn't start until college
1: like end of college like uh, the summer before my senior year was when i ran like my first 5k unsupported on a track like and then we actually ended up driving to Richmond to run the color run. Remember when those were super popular? Yeah, That was really my first official race. And then I was like, this is, this ain't, I don't know if this is going to be it for me. Um, But I was like, I still had liked the idea of running at that point. Mm-hmm. So I really picked up my running journey towards the end of my college career, which is like, who does that?
0: <laughs> Nakia Young does that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Natasha, talk to us. So when did you begin? Was it pre-Manchester or after?
2: It was after. So I left Manchester as soon as I graduated high school. I was like, let me get out of here. <laughs> and I went um, to Georgia. <laughs> and then I moved back to Massachusetts. And that's when it started. So
0: what so what what kicked it and off? It was, started, what was the thing for you?
2: I was not an athlete in high school. I did not. I went for the occasional walk. Um, but I was not ever an athlete at all. So I started with Zumba and um, I came in. Th- oh, I worked at Southern New Hampshire, the hospital in Nashville right.
0: mm-hmm. and they would
2: hold classes there for the staff. And that's where it started. Um, and there was like four of us on a carpeted floor, just dancing. And I was like, all right. And then the first class was in September. And then by December I was already, I was licensed. Um, so it didn't take long. <laughs> and
0: and then, you then I really said, jumped. You leaped yeah. and bound.
2: Yeah. And that's, that's Kind of my style. I'm like, you know what? I want to go for it, so I'm just gonna go for it. Why not? Like, I'll just jump out of a plane. It's cool. <laughs> <And> YOLO, right? <laughs> but, okay, so
0: so you went from being non-athletic and and
2: not to put you on the spot, but how do you self-describe you? Oh yes. So I I am plus size. Um, I'm over 200 pounds now. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I started, I was close to 300. I want to say I was like 298 mm-hmm. or so. Um, but I am plus size now. Full figured lady.
0: And, and hot as can be. I'm, listen, I'm not going to
2: lie. Like,
0: both Nikki and Natasha are like, you know, don't play. Don't play. And I'm not saying Nikki is single, but Nikki is single. So, you know, you, you got your job right.
2: <laughs> Call exactly. No, but seriously, like,
0: you guys, I look at you both, and it's the epitome of what I think of strong, beautiful Black women who are accomplishing things. That I find to be incredible, right? But I also know at the same time, people make assumptions about who you are the second wow. that you walk into a room, and that drives me
2: and it comes mad. From, like, it comes from, so I worked at the Y, one of the Y's in Virginia. I don't know if I'm allowed to say which one.
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, if you don't work there anymore, it's no. I don't. <laughs> it
2: was in Alexandria, and they were awful. It was my boss. Who was awful. And so, so on top of being a weightlifter, a yoga instructor, and all that other good stuff, I'm actually vegan, so I don't eat meat at all. And he would always be like, hey, do you want some Chick fil A? Or I know you like that kind of stuff. Like, he would always make all these references to like fast food and how much he thought I loved them. Like, he was r- completely ridiculous. Yeah. Both of your faces were the faces that I gave him.
0: Yeah, right? I'm giving, I'm giving, <laughs> you know, giving tire slashing kind of faces. Like, yeah, how dare exactly.
2: he? He was very, he was definitely fat phobic. I think because it was very apparent that he's not equipped for his job. I think that put him in a very, um, he was very insecure about it. He would just pass that on to you. Stupid things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, He would, he would, he was very microaggressive about my size. And I think what made it worse is that I was practically his assistant. So I was Mm -hmm. the group X coordinator. And I think it bothered him so much that I had a position there instead of just being an instructor. I was like, I instructed all the things and I think that bothered him that I wasn't just some kind of peon. And I think it bothered him that I would talk back to him. <laughs> so, but yeah, people do say all sorts of things. They come way out of pocket with when they look at you, when and they and they see, you know, when they look at me rather than they see my size, they say all the, they have all these kind of things. Like they, they're not expecting that I can do handstands or that I can bench anything um, or that I can lift any, anything. Do you know what I mean? It's, oh, I, I. It's frustrating. But then, even even if he saw me working out, he would still dismiss it. Like he was just that kind of person. They can't and process people are like that. They'll see you. They'll see you running your marathons, your half marathons. They'll see you lifting. I can deadlift two um twenty. They'll see me deadlifting two twenty, but they don't see anything other than just a big person. You're
0: you're
1: right. The outer, the outer. Yeah. Part. If I had a dollar for every time someone asked me, is this my first race? I, and and usually I'm wearing something with the word marathon on it. I'm usually wearing a, a jacket that says coach. Because a lot of the, the clothing I have literally is coaching gear that I've gotten for the years that I've been
0: a run coach. Like, you got I, like <laughs> gold chains like Mr. T with medals
2: from all the races you've run. <laughs> they're all over <laughs> my house. Like, they're everywhere. Like, And it doesn't matter to them. They don't it, care. All they see is somebody with a pooch or somebody with thick thighs or somebody, you know, with a with a big old booty. And they just... Their mind goes straight to that assumption that they can't do anything, or that they're this and that they're that.
0: But I and also I work think hard it's for that booty. yeah, I work and real. Hard booty. Booty. Girl, I'm trying to work right.
2: back. I'm trying to work right.
0: back my booty. That's right. a whole different conversation, you know. Like I lost right. weight, and the first thing to go was my ass, and I was like, but no. <laughs> the first
2: thing that left me was my
0: boobs. See, it's like, You're like, come back to me now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I also think it's compounded with being a black woman. Right. You know, it's, it's like, okay, you have the first layer of your plus size and well, you shouldn't be able to physically be able to outdo what I do. And then you're black and it's like, well, how dare you? How dare dare you? Who who taught you how to do that? And it's like, what what do you mean? Who taught me how to do, I stop it.
2: I remember my first, um, my introduction to weightlifting, again, I like to just go straight for things. Was CrossFit, so I went in there, <laughs> and this was CrossFit Woomer. I'm, I'm not afraid to name names anymore. Names, and they were the, and I've since been to like four other boxes, but CrossFit Woomer was the worst that I had gone to. I would so when I went to go for my deadlifts and like any other kind of lifts, they would say, "Oh, start with the PVC pipe, which is like a stick that weighs two pounds." Yes, and they would. That. Yeah, if that, and if I wanted to progress, like I know when I'm ready, right? I know what my body can do. I know when I'm ready. And this was like maybe two or three years after I had already started teaching Zumba. So I'd already been working out. I've been doing like my own deadlifts in the gym on my own. Like I've been doing my own thing. So when I felt like I was ready to progress, they would say, no, 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 keep with the PVC pipe or no, no, no. Um, one of the one of the coaches, quote, and quote, mm-hmm. was um, very slim brunette girl. And she was.
0: Uh, for those who can't see, she said, not black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, I love, I love the subtle way that you were that. like,
2: not this. <laughs> and she had made a comment when I was trying to do a clean and press that maybe I couldn't clear the bar from my stomach. like, Like maybe I couldn't get it past my stomach. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and that was when I was like, all right, I mean, I'm not going to pay a hundred something dollars for this. So I just, no. I left them. And then I tried CrossFit Lowell, which was, they were great. They did have one problematic coach um, who would not, will let me progress in my weights, which is very frustrating because again, I know what my body can do, but I didn't, I just didn't take his class.
0: Wow. What about you, Nikia? Like what's, what's been, cause I know, you know, we, we've had a little, History in terms of talking about your fitness journey. So I know that you've had a couple of races where, yeah, stuff happened.
1: People love photos of people like me, but they don't love people like me. (laughs) Exactly. They they want their race to look like it's for everybody, but they they don't necessarily want to do the things and put the things in place to support everybody. Um, And I think that in a lot of ways, I I am a race director. I also am the president of my local run club. Um, And on top of all that, I'm just involved. So like, I, I know the processes. I know the things like what you have to do. Now, granted, there are some things where you are at the mercy of the county or the city that you're in or the police force. Yes, but don't advertise. People love to advertise a race with a time limit that isn't real. And it is so discouraging. And it and, and honestly, that's for anybody, right? Like, you're like, okay, cool. Like, I, you know, I'm going to sign up for this race. I'm going to give it a shot. Well, if you get out there and you're just having a bad day, everybody can have a bad day. You can be real thin and have a bad day. You can be like me and have a bad day. You could have been a, you know, multi hundreds of marathons under your belt. And it's just not your day.
0: And it, Love you on a Tuesday.
1: Mm-hmm. It, it's it's one of those things where I think a lot of the, the the run culture and the race culture really need to kind of dial it back because it I feel like it was almost crafted by perfectionists in a lot of ways. Um, and a lot of high achievers and as a result, people have forgotten how to take that step back and be like, yo, everything doesn't have to be like you can do things for enjoyment. It doesn't always have to be for, you know, that like I'm gonna go. I, I, now that I've finished this, I'm going to do this ultramarathon. Now I've done this, I'm going to do this. I'm going to like, you know, it's like, it's not like TRX where it's like, oh, you have to earn your progression. Like, no, like do what you enjoy, find the distances that work for you. And then also find the races and things that work for you. And especially with like, you know, it's the same thing with like group exercise. Like you got to find what works for you. And <laughs> it's funny. I always look for the group in- instructor that doesn't have the look. Because usually yeah. those are the ones that are going to wreck you. <laughs> yeah. Without fail, are going to wreck your whole life. And honestly, that's what I came here for.
0: <laughs> it's, it's funny that you bring up these races because I have, I used to have a love and then it turned into a hate thing for Spartan races, particularly. And I still remember the day that I said, I am never, ever coming back to one of these things. Again, like legitimately, these people had, you know, and you pay you guys so know.
2: much money. Like money, money. So much money. Money. Money, money. Like it's, my bank account but, money.
0: Because the race starts at some ungodly hour. So you already have to get a hotel room, right? There's that. You can't park anywhere near there, so you have to pay for their shuttle and all that jazz, right? So there's that. The cost of the race is a good. 200 a pop people don't even realize that oh yeah and if you want like an earlier slot so you're not out in the darkness (laughs) running because that's the other thing like nikki like you said they will have time limits where they're like well if you don't make it out by this time then you're disqualified And you're like but wait i paid you
1: (laughs) i paid you just And also like to be real honest, and this might be taking the conversation on a, a fun but I feel like related turn, is that all fitness is not really accessible. Like yes, I am so blessed right. to be able to afford these things. And then like and and even then it's like, okay, <laughs> I'm I've, I've i've trained i've paid my money i've got all the gear i I spent good money on this gear and then you're like wait a second i'm still being treated like a second class citizen man
2: (laughs) that's why i stopped. i'm not spending any money for somebody to talk down to me who has time for that but that's 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 what it was crossfit boxes and you know i almost went and got my level one crossfit cert and then did you see what happened with all of that yeah yeah
0: home skillet came out with the, the, the racist comments at mm-hmm. the start. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah.
2: What Keep did he call box. It, Floyd 19 or something like that. Like he was mocking George Floyd. And then yeah. like he came out with this passive aggressive apology that was so half-assed. More aggressive,
0: he, less passive.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> seriously. Mm-hmm. Seriously. It was an embarrassment. And I think it's something like maybe at least 1500 boxes de-affiliated with them. Um, but it was—it's an embarrassment. I'm not going to spend my money for this. But this
0: is also, and I talked to my brother about this. See, I always—I feel like I always have to like throw him into every episode, and then you know, this is like our.
2: <laughs> I want <watched laughs> your podcast. <laughs> your podcast.
0: Today. We're we're a mess together. He doesn't do any sports. He's the most unathletic person I've ever met. But that's besides the point. I do feel like I would love it if we had more spaces that we led. And I say black women, you know, black and like runners just the other day. Did you guys see what happened in West Roxbury? So I used to live in Roslindale, uh, Massachusetts, and off of Roslindale, his next neighboring town is West Roxbury, Mass. There was a black individual running. He uh, like 30 year old man running on the VFW, which is like the main road. And he was pulled over by some random guys who just kept like, trying to intimidate him and tell him that he, what are you doing here? Why are you running? And so it's that kind of thing where at the start of, you know, shutdown and COVID times, I do remember everyone saying like, oh, what are you gonna run with mask? And you're not gonna do that. And I remember thinking, I'm not leaving the house with a mask on to go running. I already feel uncomfortable as it is running as a black person in New Hampshire, let alone, you know. So for me, it's very important to find enclaves, it's very important to find groups where I can feel like, okay, you're not judging me because of my appearance, because you understand who I am. You understand my appearance. I look like your aunt, I look like your cousin. I, you know, you know that I am with you and we're on the same page. And the best Would- part about it is that it doesn't have to
1: be exclusive. Cause like I, for example, I went to a black owned cycle studio this week here in Richmond it's brand new i was so i could i've been wanting to go i'm like i'm gonna go i'm gonna go and so i made and i made i'm gonna make the commitment to at least try and get there at least once a month and take a friend well most of my friends are white um but (laughs) i will say there half the class was black half the class is white it's a smaller studio but no one felt uncomfortable yeah so you can have black spaces And other people can come in as long
0: as they respect the area of the space. That's the thing. Go ahead, Natasha.
2: Sorry. I was going to say it's important that we have these spaces. So because of COVID, I'm actually running my own. I've been running my own um, business for a while now. But now I'm running my own group X classes as opposed to teaching out of a gym. Um, And the space is created by me. Right. And oftentimes I'm the only black person there. Mm -hmm. And I'm not offended by it because nobody there is making me feel like I shouldn't be there because I created that space where everybody is welcome. Yes.
0: And they're coming to you. So right. they're not coming right. to you feeling like, well, who is this? You know, there's already that level of trust and respect without you having to sort of teach it. And really? it is so funny. That's what I have
2: to in the first place. But yeah,
0: literally, I think we just had a parallel life sort of moment. So this past weekend, I snuck down to New York. And the one thing I did do, I was telling Nakia that all I did was lay in bed and eat food all weekend, which is Very true, (laughs) which
2: is very, very true. That's what my husband does whenever we go out to any other place besides home. He just sits in the hotel and eats.
0: I mean, listen, I'm not going to knock it, you know, like that's what I needed this time. That's it. It it was in the cards. (laughs) It, It had been written. So the one night though, I went, a friend of mine invited me to a Cycle, a social cycle of New York City, right? He's like, come down. My friend Josh, he was on a previous episode. He said, come down. We meet at Columbus Square, 7 30. And I went blind. Like the only person I knew was Josh, right? I showed up and there were 35 bikers and 80% of them were people of color. So like black, Hispanic, young, older. And then they were, were the like, you know, they were the white folk, which they had their white claws and like, you know, <laughs> like, no shame, no shame, no shade. You know, everyone else was drinking different drinks. I should. I probably shouldn't say that we were drinking on a bike ride. Because mental note. <laughs> but, but man, I can't tell you the level of freedom and comfortableness I felt in that moment because I, like, I immediately everyone was like, "What's up? How are you?" No one looked at me any other kind of way. They weren't like, "Oh, where are you from? What are you doing here? How long have you been biking? What's your stats? What's your bike company called?" Like none of that happened and. It, I just felt.
1: What's your pace? What's your yes. most recent marathon time? What, 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 where's your Strava? I want
2: to, I want to like you on Strava. And what's your so it's weird, We feel these things in spaces that aren't maintained by us. But in spaces that are maintained by folks who look like us or literally any person of color, I I go in feeling comfortable. Yeah, but I it's mean, not, listen, it's like I,
0: Thanksgiving.
2: If you right. come to our family's house
0: at Thanksgiving, you're welcome. Everybody's like, sit down. Love you, love you. I hope you
2: have four four spots ready. I'm bringing the You
0: have not. Ones. No, listen, Natasha, I'm telling you. I have, people will tell you, I'll show you pictures. Our Thanksgiving festivities legitimately have turned into 30 plus, 35, 40 people. It, oh, you know, first God, year, it's buddy. like, can I bring my cousin? Can I bring my friend? So and so from college is in town. I was like, you graduated from college like 15 years ago. Who are you talking about? So, I'm not saying that we might do a better job of opening the door and welcoming people comfortably,
2: but I think we do. I'm saying that. Can I say that? Say it. Right. <laughs> we do a better you know, job of making people feel welcomed. I it's think building a bigger table, right,
1: rather than awesome. shutting people out, and dang, that's dang. honestly the goal. I mean, that's exactly.
2: Like, I think we're great at
1: that. Yeah, and I think even for me, one of my missions and personal mission has been like on social media, I'm not gonna withhold what I look like or the bad photo or what people would think is bad photos. I, I look good. Um Yes you do. <laughs> I look good. I look, I look hard. real hard in this body.
0: Oh, I'm about like, to steal your socks too though by the way. <laughs> so <laughs> You know always, I'm a sock
1: girl. <laughs> I, I I too am a sock girl. I have almost I think it's over fifty five different pairs of pro compression socks and I have three on the way Um, (laughs) in different seasons. I got a turkey. I got some leprechauns. I got palm trees. I got to step up my game.
2: I got to step up my sock game. I'm I'm not not even a sock person, but I feel like I need to step up my game.
0: Sock game is where it's at. It is. And honestly, it's,
2: I love matching
1: my outfits. Like that's the other thing too, where I think a lot of people like, you know, people think of, Oh, workout gear, you know, and I, I, I like this whole athleisure trend thing because it, if anything, it's like okay, cool. We don't know if you're actually athletic.
0: I don't really care, but you, I like those pants. <laughs> my, my clothes have now morphed from: Are you going out to dinner, or are you going to play tennis? <laughs> like, are we doing squash
2: tonight, or are you barbecuing in the backyard? Like that. I wake up and I say, okay, let me just put my workout clothes on just in case. Right. Just in case, you got to be kidding. ready. You got to be ready, no <laughs> matter
0: what. <laughs> oh my god! All right. So on the clothes front, I have to ask you both: Do you feel like the fitness industry has created enough options? Lemons, Absolutely
1: not. Don't even answer. Lemons. Don't even ask them I'm the doing that,
2: Absolutely not. I don't know. I don't think so. I think they're starting to, Um, but it's ridiculously overpriced. Like Torin, it's ridiculous. I, I love I, I at other brands. I looked at, or rather, I haven't taken them seriously because <laughs> I see it and I'm like, okay, forty five dollars for a pair of leggings? No thanks. Move on. You know um, who
1: has been good though? I will say Old Navy has always yeah had yeah some
2: great
1: quality gear for yeah. cheaper. Now they're they're starting to do a little bit more with the price gouging on the plus size lately. Mm-hmm. It's been a little a much, but I would say Old Navy's always been my go to because in a lot of ways it's okay. Well, if it does rip. I didn't invest that much. Right. And then also it you know stretchy enough had yeah. pockets kind of looked like it wanted to be athletic
0: but wasn't right. close enough for me. So for, wait, wait <laughs> so, so see
2: through, you know you Prices are different? Yeah. Yes. Girl. For bigger price bigger sizes. Yeah. Okay, my mind just <laughs> for everything, for bras, for tops, for pants, even yeah. for regular clothes, regular clothes. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um like, no, I'm sitting, I'm sitting here. here. I'm, I'm confused I'm, right now. Please. I am. I am. I'm stumped. I'm confused. I'm perplexed. <laughs> I'm annoyed. I am all the things. I'm that one...
2: just mostly annoyed. Like, I, I don't understand how this could be, you know, so grossly overpriced. But, like, I still got to wear clothes. <laughs> like,
0: are you kidding? So what company is there? You know, like, if we're going to drop names.
2: I use I Target. I go to Old Navy, like Nakia said, and I use Target clothes because they're the cheapest that I found. Sometimes you'll get lucky, like RBX, I like them a lot. Um, They're starting to creep up on the prices though, and I've only found their stuff on Amazon. And I'm trying, Reebok has some good sales, but I like their stuff is squat proof, which I need. (laughs) Going back to the big old (laughs) booty.
0: I wouldn't know anything about that.
1: (laughs) Nike started, so there's a lot of brands, and this is kind of the thing that just, it's been a problem across the board, not even just with athletic wear. Right everybody's like oh we go up to a 3x and then like you look at it and you're like that 3x is for a size 16 right that ain't plus right.
2: Size. that 3x looks more like a 1x honey that's not <laughs>
1: if I have to sew two of them together it is not a 3x right
0: <laughs> that's it's it's it amazes me and
2: they still charge extra for it
0: yeah oh yeah they're gonna charge
1: you extra for it don't best believe mm-hmm. Up to twenty. Honestly, twenty percent is usually the margin that I'm finding. I do data, so so I'm
0: gonna need to. I'm gonna need to do some research after this and like because I also wonder: is this? It, does it correlate the same for men? You know, is there an upcharge for larger size? I doubt it. for doubt Men, I
2: doubt it. I haven't checked, but I doubt it.
0: I don't even think they have a lot of the options.
1: So, um, 300 pounds and running, Martinus, Uh, he he was struggling to find stuff and or just like stuff that like look good like you can you can see these sizes exist but like i i feel like i also there's been like a trend on instagram where it's larger size men going into stores like target and like they can't find anything and it's like and it's like wait you're right like people and then you, then you wonder why, oh, they look sloppy. Oh, like, yeah, right, they look sloppy. Right, because you
2: don't wear clothes for, because right. they Because you have to spend a hundred dollars on a shirt. Right, <laughs> like, right. You have to get it custom made from God knows where, or, you know, some other estate. And then you still have to pay an arm or leg for it. And it's your only good shirt.
0: And then you're like, I'm not about sweating it. So, right
2: it
1: It's frustrating. And I mean, one of the yeah. things that i run into, at least being a runner, a lot of shoes are not built for heavier people. Oh, yeah. I really struggled with finding a supportive shoe mm-hmm, that, that lasts even yeah. on me. And I I mean, I burn through shoes every two hundred and fifty miles. They right. roll in. They so what's roll that? Out.
0: Like a couple of weeks for you? <laughs> like I mean, uh,
1: Yeah. Well, thanks to COVID, it's been <laughs> extended. But I mean I was buying at least
2: a pair every three months max same like, I bought, and i got lucky reebok had a sale and i got like four pairs for maybe 120 um so i've just kind of been rotating them out for a while but yeah every three months i have to get a new pair so and then that's this is like the higher end brands like brooks which yeah. i don't which I, I like them a lot but like they don't last <laughs> um no. And Reeboks, another one of my favorites that also don't last.
1: I had a pair of stock in fold so bad, I had a coach on an 18-mile run tell me, are you sure you don't want to ride back? Really? <laughs> they, I mean, folded like a cheap suit. It was bad.
0: <laughs> no, y'all are legitimately schooling me on things because you have to remember, when I was, so I was like 200 pounds when I finally decided, I was like, oh, I should probably do something. And, you know, cause it wasn't about losing the weight as much as it, I just felt tired and I felt weak. Like I didn't have the energy to do anything. So that's what started for me. And I signed up for a Sprint try. And I still remember trying to buy a wetsuit in my size.
2: (laughs) And Don't even bother. People
0: were like, well, you should go check the men's section. Why did you do that to yourself, right? Yeah. Right, right? That's traumatic. Why did you put yourself Like Legitimately, it was like, well, we have a <laughs> used men's section if you want to try there. Because That's everyone so just kept, yeah. Used? Well, I was also, because I was on a budget. So I was like, I'm not spending. And they are not cheap.
1: What's That's are crazy. Thing. Like, triathlons are literally meant for rich people. Like, I don't know
2: think... <laughs> rich bored people. Can we add that in there? <laughs>
1: Like, how are you? You were out here in a personalized, like, custom suit. You had to get a bike. You had to learn how to swim. You had to have access to water. Access. Access. And then you have the audacity, I
0: want to put a run behind it. What is wrong with you? Oh my God. I mean, I'm not saying that a try is probably the whitest thing I've ever exceeded. No, it's probably it. It's probably (laughs) the whitest thing. And I went to boarding school
2: too. Right. No, (laughs) because I had to get school. I didn't grow up in New Hampshire.
0: (laughs) That's like boarding school.
2: That's like. Right,
0: right. Growing up in New Hampshire is like boarding school. You went to prep school, you did. (laughs) <laughs> you did. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, it's... You know what? Yeah. Like, even playing squash feels more accessible than training for a triathlon at this point.
2: Actually, I think
0: some of the Ys do have squash studios. <laughs> they do. Like, in Alston, they got a squash right, right. court. Like, you can live in the city in Boston. But, like, live even living in Exeter, there's not a pool here. You know? So, like, not everywhere yeah. is there... I don't know. There's a pool. It's just not for the community. Ding, 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 Boom. ding. There it is. That is also true. It's come summertime. We're that family where we're like, so we're going to wait for somebody to invite us. Right, to right. pool no, Today. Because cool. we ain't got a pool. <laughs> 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 oh my God. Oh my God. I might have to title this like Triathlons are the Whitest Sports Ever. <laughs> yeah, this is your next podcast. Let me. <laughs> Yo. How white can you be? I'm gonna lose <laughs> friends tonight. I feel like <laughs> if you thought that black runners were sparse, look at what <laughs> community. But no, seriously. I still remember the day of the race. Cause it was, I ran that race and I was super, pre- my sister, you know, and black folk, we rolled deep. My dad was there. My sister came out. The You yeah, had your own band. cheering squad. I sure did. My dad, apparently, cause I, you know, I, I was focused on not drowning, ran alongside me. And by ran, it was like he sauntered because I was moving that slowly <laughs> in the open water. And so my dad was like, <laughs> he was like walking.
1: And <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh my God. also please tell me that your father like knows how to swim it, it should be like a cultural thing and you know, like
0: he, he should I, I think feel like your knows... dad probably
2: would have been in loafers
0: okay first my dad was in a suit i have pictures yeah. and i will have to share them i will have to share them. So my dad was in a suit at my sprint try my sister was there the kids were there what would you like people to know about you as athletes that they may not know
1: so for me, I think the big thing is, is that I worked really hard to get to where I am and not necessarily, it, it's not always about weight loss, right? Like, and also it's okay if your journey shifts, like in the beginning, I was like, okay, maybe I'll drop a little weight. And then, then after that, I was like, okay, well, maybe I could just go a little further. Maybe I can. And, and, you know, I think that having those goals that shift and change, it's okay because you're also a different person. <laughs> like, I, I'm i not the same girl that woke right. up and went to boot camp in college, you know? And so it's maybe it's finding more of that space and energy and time to like, okay, I need this run so I can meditate. Or, oh, you know what? I'm really feeling a tempo run right now. Or, you know what? I don't want to run today. I don't need to run today. My body needs a rest. So I think being able to know, and, and, and for me, it's been, being able to take a step back and be like, wait a second, is this what I need right now? Am I, why am I doing this? Right. And being able to question myself and be like, okay, it's not a weight loss journey. Granted, um I, I, I feel the difference in my body when I'm running, when I'm doing, when I'm, you know, moving about. But I also like, it doesn't have to be that. It, it can be what you want it to be because it's your time and your energy. Lovely. And I think a lot of people forget
2: that. <laughs> right. I think it's important for folks to know, that not all fitness is about dropping pounds and i think a lot of us get into it for that but i think we need to shift or rather at some point it becomes a shift into okay my body feels great and i want to keep going and i think it's important for folks to know that when you start your journey or when you're on your journey you don't you don't your outcome might not be looking like giselle whoever you know what i mean it might not be looking like any kind of model you might just look like a better version of yourself and that's okay your body is always going to be your body. Be thankful for what it can do.
0: No, listen, I, that is what you both said is exactly what it was for me. It was never about, okay, it was, uh, let me, let me retract. Yes. There was a, like a twinge of uh, what we consider to be the norm, social norm of like, mm-hmm. oh, I had kids. I should probably lose weight. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got this little, you know, I can't wear that dress that I used to have. I should probably lose weight. Mm-hmm. Then I immediately realized for me, it was about, I want to feel strong. Right. And this is maybe the touch of hood in me, but <laughs> I wanted to feel like if I were walking the streets at night again and somebody approached me, like I could take them. And I know it's a weird thing to sort of have in your head, but no, I never want to no. feel weak. No. I never I want to exactly. feel physically weak. I never wanted to feel mentally weak. I never mm-hmm. wanted to feel emotionally weak. And so it was kind of a package deal.
2: Right. And that's exactly why I got into lifting. I, I could I could just I could have just kept doing Zumba. I could have yeah. just kept doing cardio. But I didn't want to feel weak. I wanted to feel strong in my body. And I know that my body is strong, right? Um, and I know what it can do better now than before. But I did not want to feel weak in any way. And lifting was a big part of it.
0: I love that we had also similar so I started I started with Zumba. That was, that was my, it's that was my simple. gateway drug. Like, I started. <laughs> and
1: I, I love Zumba. I had a sorority sister that was a teacher in college. Oh, cool. It was, oh, uh, it, it, it's one of those, like, workouts where, like, you finish it and you're like, okay, when's the next one? Yeah. Right, right. Like, <laughs> And I'm it ready. was a
0: social. It was also very social. Right. Like, it, there were, there was accountability in that mm-hmm. because it became so social, if you didn't come to class, people would be like. Where were you? Where were you? What were you? You know, be- somebody somebody took your spot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it was almost like that was enough to get me to go back because I was front row, third third right to the instructor, in front of the mirror. You know, so like I'm so f- I was funny. I remember my spot too. Right? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't play with the Zumba woman at her spot. Like people will fight you. People used to leave shoes and water bottles. Yes, yes, the
2: water bottles. You'd
0: walk into a Zumba class. Three people would actually be there, and there would be forty water bottles, Bottles (laughs) or sweatshirts, or like phones. This my spot. (laughs) Or towels. Right, you text people ahead of time. You're like, "Yo, save my spot. I'm late. I can't find parking. Save my spot." (laughs) <laughs> but that's the thing it's like people also have to understand that fitness is isn't just about the weight loss it's about the connection that you have with people you know so and with your body yes like and you know yes. your body and i
1: exactly. i will say that like running helped me re- like honestly just my fitness journey in general helped me repair my like relationship to this body yes. and it wasn't about weight loss it was literally like Yo, I owe you. I, I am incredible. Like this body it carried is. me over X amount of miles for this amount of time. This body uh can throw a solid jab. This mm-hmm. body can, you know, I can move, I can help push that car. I can do this. And it's like right. finding that strong and then being like if my body is that strong is my mind also that strong and so right. really just spirit. it's a whole like meditative process
2: it's amazing like i know zumba reconnected me with like my femininity and my sex and my yeah yes. Yes. and Dang then it. the lifting <laughs> helps reconnect me with my strength and the yoga helped reconnect me with my spirit it's it's your body's whole right it's all connected
0: i l- oh my gosh i love that so much and it's it's also this sense of independence, you know, like it, it, it sounds so silly, but I'm that person at the supermarket, you know, the meme where it's like somebody's carrying like all the grocery bags at the same time like, yeah. when I, I go to Trader Joe's or because I love Trader Joe's. <laughs> I'm just gonna put it out there anybody from trader joe's if you're listening like I, I, love, I love you they are opening up a new a
1: second store in richmond virginia it's cool. literally five minutes from my house i am Girl, delighted okay. are you a I'm member sure of I'm black am. girls in trader joe's i sure yeah. am okay um, but also saying. if you want a fun <laughs> fact the the first richmond store Sells more wine per capita than any other store in the country.
0: I am not surprised.
2: That's not surprised.
0: shocked at all. I know there's,
2: there's none over here for me. What? No, it's like maybe 20 30 miles away. There are two. I love Aldi though, in Lidl that I love. Do you have a Costco? Always a win. There's a Costco, but that's okay. a, another 30 40 miles. Ooh. Oh, I think there's one in DC. There has to be one in DC. I think I've driven a by Costco. It. Yeah. And DC,
0: they are just two stories, like Costco and Trader Joe's are pretty much like, this is how I know that I'm over 40 because I legitimately will make decisions about where can we move? And I'm like, is there a Costco? Is there a Trader Joe's? If I can't go, I don't know. You know, now that I've like built my own home gym, I'm like, I can go without a gym. Right, I can run right. on the road, but is there a Costco or a Trader Joe's? I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. I need my lentils. I love my lentils. <laughs> But I, you guys make me so, like, you guys make me so happy. I was training for my
1: first full marathon uh, here in Richmond, and I joined the um, marathon training team here. Uh, It is a big deal, as in, like, we literally have, like, I would say 1,000 people on a Saturday will come and run 16 miles or, and honestly, like, do the marathon training program. So, like, from end of May all the way through middle of November, every weekend, tried and true, about, you know, six different plus teams. It's it's a production. And I had joined the Sunday team, um, and it was called Pink Nation. Mm-hmm. Or is it still exists. Um, great coach. I had great coaches on that team. But the person who was running the overall training team, um, after my first 16-mile run, he ran over to, My some of my coaches and were like, she's never gonna finish. She's never gonna finish. Like, you know. And it basically told me like I was never gonna finish the marathon. And and at that moment I was like, and it was hot. I think it was sometime in like September, August. It was roasty. Right. We have been over the river and through the woods, literally sixteen miles. I was so. And all I wanted to do when I finished that run was just go home. It was the first run without like my running partner that I trained the whole time with. And, I, I and like, I getting back and just being, like, you're never going to finish. It just broke my spirit to the point where when I went home, I, like, went home, cried. and was, like, I'm not going back to that training yeah. team. I'm not welcome there. I don't, I, you know, it just over and over and over again. It was just, like, man. And I've had other moments where, like, you know, you hear people say stuff similar to that, like, well, what are you doing? Or are you actually training? Are you going to be like,
0: okay? Right. Yeah. yeah
1: and you and you know i've gotten tougher at it i've definitely gotten you know it's like you don't know me and it's okay like and even you know that first marathon was miserable i had a sinus infection was yeah, very girl. ill uh, would not recommend 100 if you are sick stay home <laughs> like, just stay home don't do the marathon Yeah, it's sinus sinus infection
2: so, <laughs> sinus infection yeah okay. it does i think my experience was several over mm-hmm. the years so i was not an athlete in my younger years, ever. And I was always, so my mom has three kids, my dad has a lot more. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and whenever we would go to Family Functions, Tasha was always the fat one. Um, mm. Yeah, you can roll your eyes. You can, yeah. I do that a lot too. Um, and so I think the thing for me was Christmas, when I was, before I moved back to New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and I went, and they were still looking at my body and saying, Tasha's the big one, Tasha's the fat one. Yeah. And then when I went, when I told my family, I was going to teach. Um, and then when I told a few, I was in nursing school at the time. So when I told a few of them, of those folks that I was going to teach, I got the glances at my belly, which was not a pregnant belly. It was just my regular, my regular big old belly.
0: <laughs> just happy belly.
2: Just my, yeah, just my happy belly. And um, the, the glance down and the, oh, okay. Wow.
0: Um, and then... I so this was family, right? <laughs> family. Okay, do um, I dare ask, was this a, was this a Haitian family? Yes. I'll okay, because no, no, be no. I, I, I ask because I There's had... No, you know, the, the, you know the filter is family. lacking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there is no filter. Like, I still have memories of my aunt being like, why are you so fat? <laughs> like, in front of everybody at like weddings. This was,
1: the, this was the American dream y'all fought for. Yeah. <laughs> why
0: are you so fat? And then they'd be like why aren't you finishing your plate? And I'm like I am so confused. It's
2: the same about <laughs> both well. Yeah, I remember so I was I went for I was vegetarian at the time. Mm-hmm. Um and I didn't want to eat the which is disrespectful yeah, in a Yeah, and I was okay. like oh, don't eat meat. And they were like but you're fat. Like what do you mean? <laughs> Yo! What do you oh. mean you don't eat the meat? You're fast. They were confused. <laughs> <laughs> the Final, final, final thing that did it was, I don't know, I was at CrossFit Wolverine and I don't know how, I really don't even know how I tripped but I was doing a bear crawl <laughs> and I tripped doing a bear crawl and I landed on like my shoulder face. Yeah, <laughs> I landed on that whole side um, and the coach laughed and the way she laughed, I was like, okay, this is this is really it. And so then I was like, all right, that was that Dave Chappelle moment. You're not laughing with me you're laughing at me and that hurts. And and
0: I quit and I'm out. (laughs) That's That's what that was. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And that, the way, the way she laughed at me, she didn't even, she didn't ask if I was okay. I was fine. Um, don't be worried. That was fine. No, but she She didn't even, mm. even ask. She didn't say anything. And I'm like, what kind of coach is this? She's the coach though. She's the coach. And like, you know, when you model yourself, so I'm a coach now too. I'm a weightlifting coach. Um, And when you model yourself as a coach, or when you work as a coach, you have in your mind what you want to be, and what you don't want to be. Right. And I never want to be that kind of coach who's going to be like, okay, I'm going to make this person feel like shit because I can lift, I can bench 120, and she can't even bench the bar. I'm never, you know, I'm never going to be that kind of coach who's like, okay, you suck because you can't do this. Sorry, I'm just gonna laugh at you with my friends over
1: here. And meeting people where they are. I mean, like yeah, that's the, exactly. the problem with the fitness industry is that we oh my God. meet people yeah. at the crossroads. Exactly. Like and but then it's the shaming people for not being where you think they should be. Well, but then be. Yeah. Yeah. No, like how how are they gonna get right. there? if you're
0: if you're being shitty? Because so you hard. will legitimately, when you're bigger, people are like, I can't believe you're running. And then no, if you're not bit. running, they're like, why are you, why aren't you, running? Why aren't you running? And it's like, what, what am I supposed to do? Tell right. me. Right, right. Right. <laughs> right, right. Fix it, Jesus. What am I supposed to do? And then because. people wonder
1: why people don't want, why? It's like, well, we don't understand why plus of us people don't want to go to the gym. And it's
2: like, well, have you been to the gym?
0: Because
2: <laughs> like, you, you all are Like, I can see my colleagues, my trainer colleagues, I see them, and they're all like these 20-something buffed up people, and like, you know, they... They go and they go in the gym and their shirts are all off and they're like, "Ugh, grunting." They throw weights they're and they're loud. Like, can, you mm-hmm. can, you, can you can you chill? Like it's not, mm-hmm.
1: it's not serious. But my favorite is when they throw Business. weights that aren't even that heavy. Like
0: they they're throwing weights. I'm like, I was like, that was five pounds, dude. Chill. <laughs> With the grunt. Did you toss a five pound weight with a grunt? Meanwhile, I'm I'm over here
1: silently pushing a hundred, but like right, 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 right. Uh, and I'm like, that is a twenty pound weight, sir. Put it down. Just put it down. Oh my god, y'all! I'm just... gonna throw you
2: out. You right. and the weight out. Right, I can bench you. How about you go?
0: But this is this is what I want to see more of. Like I wish that there were more Nikias and Natasha's
2: coaching. I
0: love you. I love you. Coach, well, I, listen, I, you know, not that I'm like tooting my own toot toot, but I run a, a fitness thing of sorts out of my home. You know, I'm not paying taxes on it or nothing, so <laughs> I basically work out with friends. <laughs> But Let's hope
2: the IRS is not listening. I'm girl.
0: It's like, not let me a stop. I'm work. I'm like a public official. Yeah. I should really not say these it's things. Out loud. My friends a- and I, my a- friends and I work out together. <laughs> but what I love about the group that I work out with, everyone is on a different level. Everyone is just there to feel better about themselves. No one is like, "Oh, I need to lose." You know, it's no one is judging. And I say it. You know, it sounds like the stupid Planet Fitness ad, but it really is a judgment-free zone. Like, I don't allow people to say anything about what somebody else is doing. Like, that's not what we're about. Because I know what it
2: felt like to start that process. Right. And to be laughed at. When and you, right to be laughed at and mocked. You're and, like, and you're like... What somebody thinks you should be able to do. And, you're and like, mocked, Exactly.
0: It's it's not a good feeling. So I'm just I'm okay. not about that life and I'm about Nikia and Natasha and the lives that they're living and the, the messages that they are sending. So are there any final sort of words that you'd like to share with the, the people out there?
2: I think it's important for folks to know that when you whether you're starting your fitness journey or you're on your fitness journey, the way you look I know it might be important to some people, but in the grand scheme of things, it's more important how you feel is more important. Mm-hmm. Um, heart health is more important. Yes. And when I when I see my clients, I tell them the same thing. If you want to lose weight, that's fine, but I want like I want you to come to me in two months and tell me, "Hey, my doctor said my cholesterol numbers went down." Yeah. Or my body fat count is whatever, or my muscle percentage is higher. That's those are the things that I'm pushing for, not so much, "Hey, the scale moved." I don't I honestly, I don't even have a scale in my own house. I don't that's a good thing. I don't use a scale at all. Um and I tell my clients please don't use the scale. Also please don't use a ruler. <laughs> and it works. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, you can phone? say whatever you want. <laughs> please don't use a ruler. Don't use no. that. Those the,
1: it's, it's all garbage. Fine. If you well, you have to pay for a supplement to keep your weight at a certain place. Please, for the love of God, just not living.
2: It's all- and when people ask me about that, I'm like, okay, well, what what is this doing for you that kale can't do for you? Do you know what I mean? What is, you know, you're paying fifty dollars for a pill, but kale costs four dollars, and you can have it every day, just I like, like food. Yourself. You know what I mean? I like, like food too well, much. Same.
1: And, yeah, I think that a lot of people need to realize that. In a lot of ways, fitness should be something that helps fill your soul cup, not drain you. Right. You should you should look forward to it, and maybe, and if it's something that you're dreading, maybe it's it's not the thing for you, and that's okay. okay. Yeah, totally. find, Like finding what works for you, what's gonna, what excites you about being physically active. Finding right. that niche, yep. and maybe it's not just one thing. Maybe it's a trifecta of things. Like mm-hmm. I'm a strong believer. I love. Doing spin class on the side, doing yoga on the side, doing TRX. So I have this like blend of classes that I enjoy rather than just running at all times, which keeps right. me from being injured,
2: to be quite honest with you. Variety um, is what yoga I have to do my yoga or I'm going to pull something in my bag. <laughs> when I wake up in the morning, I'm just going to pull something in my bag if I don't do my yoga.
0: <laughs> no, and that, listen, that's I think that's the important thing that sometimes people forget in this. Like you said, it's a journey, you know? You're trying new things. You're you're experimenting with things that you maybe haven't experienced. I used to throw a lot of shade at pickleball. A lot.
2: Circling back to white sports, yeah.
0: Okay, listen. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I and still is live elderly. in New
0: Hampshire. <laughs> it's, not just, it's not just a white sport, but it's also
1: a mature. i mean, we mature. <laughs> okay, yeah. I wouldn't say geriatric
0: sport, but that's where Valley Lane people, people are still walking. All right, people are still upright. Are they? Is that what that is? (laughs) You know? Listen, the squash courts are closed. I had to find something else. Pickleball
1: picked up back down here, too. There's like, I think there's courts in the counties, which is where our older population lives.
0: Listen, I'm not saying that I just bought a pickleball uh, net from a driveway and have four rackets if anybody's interested in playing I'm, I'm i'm available uh but yeah i might i might have done that but i think my last words will be this this was the one thing that i think was the most irksome if i can say when i did start losing weight because i became more active and started actually watching you know i was like maybe a double cheeseburger is not the move after a good hearty run um that was not me. But so, like, I didn't. I was like, man, I'm working really hard, so I should eat really hard. And I was like, oh, it's, about, it's, not,
2: it's not. I it's lived that. above a Spanish food Pembley's. place. <laughs> it's not an equation. <laughs> yeah. I lived above a Spanish food place when I was losing all my weight. I, rice rice. <laughs>
0: Girl, I just came from the Dominican spot, yeah. and I picked up some mofongo and empanadas. And don't judge me, but yeah, I was in the mood. So, look, barring that side piece, sorry. the one thing that I will say is don't tell people who are actively trying to, let's say, lose weight or get fit that they're skinny. That, to me, is like the worst thing that you can say. What you can say is, man, you're looking strong. You're looking fit. You're looking
2: happy. Those are way better... Marks of of what you're doing with your body. of yeah. how, to, how to gauge what you're doing with your body. Skinny
0: is is a terminology in my mind that is it's Why not
2: good. Skinny.
0: And what is What is what? Well, we yeah, philosoph- we could get philosophical. What is skinny? <laughs> you know, like Paulo Freire. You know, the pedagogy of the the thin. I don't know. Well, and people. And just
1: because you are thin does not mean you are healthy. And I think that's the thing that people have to, oh yeah, we would have have Uh to cut the podcast and start another one because if I had a dollar for the amount of times people are like, well, aren't you worried about this and this and this and this? It's like, you know what? I'm not because I know what I'm eating. I'm very, you know, I just started Meatless Mondays. Mm-hmm. But I like in general. I'm, I do a lot of whole foods, a lot mm-hmm. of you know, because in a lot of ways you do have to learn how to fuel your body.
0: Really, right. um, and you and, can't run a marathon and then eat like a salad. You can't. <laughs>
1: going to die
0: <laughs> like legitimately we're all like like, like legitimately totally like you, like you <laughs> literally aren't
1: gonna make it you need to have some form of salt you I'm need not to gonna make be sure able to do eat. it like, <laughs> I, if i had a dollar for the amount of time or people like after we've run like 12 miles like have you considered changing your eating habits and it's like no. i just ran 12 miles and i want this french toast Please, like are you me kidding along.
0: me i will throat punch you you've ruined my day I'm, like, <laughs> I'm
1: having a sweet potato biscuit because i don't want the regular starch biscuit leave me
0: alone (laughs) yeah that's that's the other thing keep your opinions to yourself
2: keep them to yourself right right whatever whatever you think you need to say about what i'm eating worry about yourself where Get your a journal, your right? Life. Get yeah, a journal, put deal. it in your
0: journal, and <laughs> close it, and then put it under your bed, and then that's where it will stay.
2: And then never let it see the light of day again. We don't never. need to be out in the world. Never, never, never. <laughs>
0: oh my God, Nikia
2: Natasha, thank you guys so
0: much. This was so much fun. Thank you. See, well, this well, can't well. be fun.
2: <laughs> it is fun.
0: But I feel like once we're out of, you know, isolating to our own areas, we do need to have like a Zumba marathon because that's a marathon I will do.
2: Oh, that sounds fun. We're like I a love little, a good I, Zumba-thon. Mm-hmm. My again. Can
0: we do like a multi thing? Can we? Totally. Can we?
2: we should be able to. Why We would should we? be
0: able to. We could do like a like a full day. Oh, my gosh. We're going to have to have a side conversation because I really feel like we need to forget the triathlon. It's going to be the, you know, like, froathlon or something like
1: that. <laughs> some yes. fire. Yes. yes. <laughs> with good yes. good
0: music. Right. Like a good barbecue at the end with jerk oh. chicken and like grio and plantains yes. and sweet potato pie. I will oh. do some
1: terrible things for some plantains.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. This might have to happen. This
2: It's not Mike, baby, it's got to happen.
0: <laughs> it's going to happen. It's about to happen, Reebok, back up. <laughs> <laughs> Patent pending, this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> this is might be on something, lovey. I I, no, I, we, this is Like this a is Zumba
1: cycle and then maybe a yoga? Or yes.
0: That? Zumba, you do your little like run to the next station, like you'll run in between each station. Mm-hmm. You get your little hydration. You know, for those who partake in the um, libations, libations. <laughs> oh, that will also happen. That boarding school A little, rum, education. little, a little punch rather than beer. You know, I don't know if you'll make it to station number two. But this would be... Fire in between. Forget Freak Nick. This would be fire. This would be fire. <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh, my God. That we're is doing the end it. And of the barbecue. Yes. Yes, and then you get to take a plate home.
1: <laughs> so do you get a plate and then you get to take a yes, plate home? Like yes.
0: Yes. You, like you make you make your plate to like- go with your plate you're eating.
2: That's the only way to do it. it Keep it hot at the exit. They make you another plate before you go. There we go. So you can eat it on the way home. I
0: love it. Mm -hmm.
2: I love it. I love it. I love you guys.
0: Thank you guys so much. Have an awesome night. Thank you. And enjoy (laughs) your next fitness activity because I know y'all will. (laughs) Thank you, Lovey. Thank you. Thank you to our host, Clover Crest Media Group, Kev from BK for our visual arts, and the fire intro song Filthy by TVP Records Podcast System.